0: Overboy Show, this is the most dangerous podcast in wrestling, and let's get straight to it. The Young Bucks found out the hard way. Stay out of black people's business. Keith Lee and Will Hobbs would have been fine just tearing each other apart for the next three weeks, but no, on the episode of Dynamite, Matt and Nick decide to issue, an open challenge to Team Taz and Keith Lee, and Yo. So Matt comes down and like, hey, uh, you guys look very impressive. How about this? Let's do a triple threat match, and whoever wins gets to tag team titles. And when I watched this match, I was like, yeah, the Young Bucks gonna win because Team Taz and Keith Lee is gonna be tearing each other apart. Especially Keith Lee and Will Hobbs. You know what I mean? Those are two powerhouses alone that the Young Bucks shouldn't even be dealing with, basically. And, you know, you got Yo and uh, Ricky Starks. Now, if those two was a team, and that was going against the Young Bucks, the Young Bucks could have had a chance. But Keith Lee has no business playing with the Young Bucks, and you could see it. It's like my friend, we were talking about the Hulk one day. And I was like, well, how does the Hulk turn back to Bruce Banner? Because he has to turn back. He was like, it's two ways that the Hulk can turn back to Bruce Banner. Whether he gets tired or you make him laugh. I'm like, why would anyone make him laugh? And who's ever got him to turn back to Bruce Banner by making him laugh? He said, I think Hawkeye did in the Infinity Wars. Because Hulk was tearing up shit and Hawkeye said, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill you. Hawkeye told the Hulk he was going to kill him. And the Hulk busts out laughing so loud because that's asinine that he turns to Bruce Banner. And I know they hit Keith Lee with a couple of super kicks, but Keith Lee has to get an Oscar because every time the Young Bucks hit him with something, I know he was holding back from just laughing and giggling like the Hulk at Hawkeye. You know what I mean? Keith Lee is a monster. And this is a perfect example of Keith Lee showing the Young Bucks you are who you are. Like, this dude was doing the same athletic moves Matt and Nick was doing. This dude went from the other side of the ring, bounced off the rope, and did a sunset flip outside of the ring. Keith Lee was like, 350. 350. And I already said, I thought Keith Lee should have got the title shot against Hangman. At double or nothing, because Hangman was too physical for CM Punk, and I, 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 was right. CM Punk ended up getting injured after having that physical match with Hangman. Hangman is another deal. Keith Lee should be playing with Brock, Drew McIntyre, Uh, Wardlow. You see what I'm saying? Uh, big guys like Shane Taylor, and um, Lance Archer. He has no business in the ring with the Young Bucks, and the Young Bucks found out the hard way. And the uh, uh, Young Bucks is my favorite tag team. But like I said, keep, stay out of black people's business because y'all lost the titles and didn't even get beat. It was like Keith Lee and Will Hobbs was throwing the Young Bucks out the ring. And they made it a Ricky Starks, Real Hobbs versus a Keith Lee and Yo match. And y'all end up, you know, stomping, uh, I think it was uh, Starks in the chest and pinning them. I know you ain't pinned real Hobbs, and then they got the victory. So where does this leave Hobbs and Ricky Starks? Because I know that it had to hurt because they had the chance to win the tag team championship against their arch rivals, Keith Lee and yo, but the Young Bucks were the tag team champions. So they could have pinned arguably the best tag team of this decade and won the title, but instead they lose... To their arch rivals. And then they also got the AEW tag belts. So they lost the tag team titles match to their arch rivals. Didn't get to beat one of the greatest tag teams of all time. And watched their arch enemies walk out with the gold. And Yo had a moment when he was about to turn on Keith Lee. And he had the belt. Yo was about to hit Keith Lee with it. And Keith Lee, he, he's like, hold up, let me not do this. Let me not do this, you know. Keith Lee is your meal ticket, yo. You was with Hit Ho looking like a coon show in the WWE. You came to AEW and was what, the limitless one. My rank number two black wrestler in the world right now. Number one is JT the God. But, yeah, the Young Bucks, you my man's and them my favorite tag team, but you went the hard way. Stay out of black people business. and you've seen the stars that was leaving Ring of, Honor, Ring of Honor and New Japan to join AEW. The first thing people said was Ring of Honor was going to go out of business. It's going to destroy independent wrestling. And it's just going to be two big powerhouses, WWE and AEW. And I didn't say that. I didn't think that. But a lot of us in the IWC community thought that. And they were totally wrong. You see what I'm saying? Because... Tony Khan used his billions to do everything he could to help the indies. He let John Moxley go to GCW. That's why it's good having a fan be a CEO or owner. Because somebody greedy like Vince, who, who tried to destroy independent wrestling, he had 205 Live, he had NXT, and just the Young Bucks alone kept independent Wrestling's heartbeat alive. You see what I'm saying? Ring of Honor and the New Japan relationship helped indies. You see what I'm saying? And when AEW announced that they were signing all these wrestlers that made wrestling fun again, we thought Ring of Honor was going to suffer. Now, Ring of Honor did suffer during COVID because they were the last people to let people in shows. They ended up going out of business. And we've seen John Moxley go help GCW which ruby soho go help gcw we seen um thunder rosa and scramble matches while under contract with gcw he could have easily said let me take everybody gcw got and make them hot he even had but he didn't he even had nick gage go against jericho in a death match and when i'm watching gcw on the apps the death match looks gruesome but you're used to it. When you see GCW live, it looks gruesome and, like, unacceptable, but you get used to it. But when you see GCW deathmatch on live TV with that incredible lightning, lighting and you going against one of the GOATs, if not the GOAT, Chris Jericho, who's living in a lap of luxury, that's a multi-millionaire, like several times over and you see him getting the cuts going on the arm, it's like, damn, this is a little bit too much. But the fans loved it. But something about that Nick Gage and something about that Nick Gage and Chris Jericho match looked like this is too much for national TV. Like that match was so bloody and Jericho got fucked up. Even though he won you know what I mean? He showed Nick Gage you are who you are. Even if you use the weapons, Jericho's the GOAT you're Nick Gage. So that was another example of Jericho showing you, a person you are who you are. So he let Nick Gage come. He signed Nick Wayne. He didn't take AJ Gray. He didn't take Alley Catch. He didn't take Nick Gage. He didn't take 4 He signed Nick Rain, who was only, what, 16, I think, and he can't wrestle in AEW until he's 18. So he signed somebody from GCW, but he didn't sign the Heartbeat. From GCW and he saved the ring of honor. We thought ring of honor was gonna fall off, and it did fall off. But ring of Tony Khan probably is like, Let me get give you 250,000, I'll give you a quarter million. I ain't giving you two million like Vince did that. WCW, I'm gonna give you a quarter million. And you thought ring of honor was gonna sit back and you know just be in the cut, but no, he loans FTR, he loans. Um, he loans, uh, Lee Moriarty. He loans, uh, Daniel Garcia. He loans of Utah. He owns Cesaro. I'm going to get your name right. I swear. I'm still calling Brian Danielson Daniel Bryan, but he is definitely doing everything he can do to save independent wrestling. New Japan, a lot of people haven't been watching it, but it still has a core audience in the United States. He brought them to the United States and said, let's open the forbidden door. And they sell out a 17,000 seat uh, United Center where the NBA Chicago Bulls play. I I think the Blackhawks play there too. So we were wrong about independent wrestling going down to the... um, going away. Now, is Tony Khan doing this so to take more eyes off WWE? Because Tony Khan is 40, worth 7 billion. Vince McMahon is like 75, worth 1.3 billion. So Tony is not going to make fun of Vince. He might throw shots here and there, but he's killing them in the most politest way. Let me bring Ring of Honor wrestlers to AEW. Let's do a collab with with New Japan. And let's just take more eyes off WWE. See, you got to play chess, not checkers. And running the WWE is Bush League. It's it's the minor leagues. It's amateur night compared to running a professional sports team like the Jacksonville Jack wires or a soccer team. So leave Tony the fuck alone, Vince McMahon. I'm just saying that. Cause Tony Khan is a savage. But he's like a nice savage, a cool savage. You know, one day he'll like the pencil neck beak with the glasses. The next day you'll have his hair picked out with a varsity jacket. With a with a scruffy beard. Like Tony Khan can switch styles on you. You see what I'm saying? So that's why I love Tony Khan. Um I thank him for not ruining uh independent wrestling and not being greedy. What he's doing is just taking more eyes off the WWE and having fans do less complaining about WWE because they don't need to watch WWE. And they can, you know, they can watch Impact, they can watch uh, NWA, they can watch MLW, they can watch GCW, they can watch AW, they can watch Ring of Honor. That's six or seven promotions you can watch instead of putting negative stuff on the internet or, or Twitter about how bad WWE is. You simply just don't gotta watch it. So shout out to Tony Khan for saving independent wrestling. Ohbuucci, Matt, Nick, I just want to say, thank you for letting me be part of history. Hey, you guys. Because it reminds me of Things that happened to Other powerful people in America The Bill Cosby situation um, Marion Barry in D.C. Who was a mayor And Donald Trump's situation When he was running for president Now we all know Vince McMahon Had a scandal come up About him paying $3 million Hush money Because he had sex with You know He cheated on his wife basically now it comes to light, or it sort of comes to light that he did this with three other women. So he spent $12 million on sex with hush money. And amidst this, Vince had to step down um, for a while until they figured this out. But I feel like he, cheating is not illegal. And he paid the girls to be quiet about it. You see what I'm saying? So did Vince and his wife didn't know about this. Only Vince and the woman knew about this because they signed the non-disclosure. They got paid three million dollars each to keep their mouth shut. And I didn't see none of this on CNN or Fox or News or MSNBC because it's really low rent news. The Wall Street Journal covered it, and the New York Times covered it. And the New York Times can be like a tabloid. So does the Wall Street Journal. And it's like, why is the Wall Street Journal covering Vince McMahon's sex life? It has nothing to do with the stock market or Wall Street. So I feel only low rent reporters are reporting about this. Now, I also feel like those women fucked up that money because the stock is dropping and all of a sudden these allegations come out. So obviously this might have happened a long time ago and they blew through the $3 million with bad investments and they fucked in the game. You see what I'm saying? So now they're trying to have say my friend said this because they can't say it. You know what I mean? Because Vince could sue them. You're breaking a contract and a settlement agreement. You see what I'm saying? And this reminds me of the Bill Cosby situation where they were saying he was putting stuff in people's drinks and having sex with them without their permission. So Bill Cosby settled it back then without even nobody knowing it. So the lawyer said, Bill Cosby, you can fight this, but you're the hottest man on earth right now. You get the Cosby show going. It's the best sitcom ever. Best ratings ever. This can bring you down or just bring a negative light to what you're doing. Or you can just settle these lawsuits with money. You can do it civilly. Bill Cosby decided to do it civilly and paid the woman out. Now, this probably, the bad things that he did to those women probably happened 20 years before he even did the Cosby show. Because, you know what I mean? He, he used to cuss, stand up, say foul jokes, everything before he went to the Cosby show. So, two things. He could have took it to court and paid with his reputation and jail time. Or he could have paid for his evil acts with money. Those were the options on the table for Vince and Bill Cosby. They decided to pay with it in their pockets. You can't pay twice for something you only did once. That's not how society works. You see what I'm saying? So that's why I say bitch and have to step down because he paid the hush money for them to be quiet. And now they're broke and they're talking to the Wall Street Journal because CNN doesn't want to cover it. They're talking to New York Post because MS. NBC don't want to cover it, then they're talking to TMZ because the nightly news don't want to cover it. Or Good Morning America. This is a billionaire Vince that's getting tail on the side. We all know that happens in real life. He just is a billionaire that owns the WWE, which is a popular company. It's been around for years and people love professional wrestling. So with the Bill Cosby situation, it's just like the Vince situation. I think it was a prosecutor or a judge that ran and said, I'm going to bring these charges back up on Bill Cosby. He paid the money, but I think we should bring it back up if you elect me, I'll prosecute Bill Cosby. So they elected the prosecutor. or judge don't know what it was. end up locking Bill Cosby back up. You know what I mean? But Bill Cosby took it to a civil court and Joe Rogan defended Bill Cosby on this and said, this is bullshit because the woman agreed to take the money. The attorneys agreed to take the money and they settled that out of court, but somebody ran office that said, if you elect me, I'm going to bring these charges back up on Bill Cosby. So Bill Cosby had to sit in jail for a few months, but he ended up getting out because it was bullshit. So now, Marion Barry, this is another story. It was a great, and this has something to do with Vince McMahon, but in a different reason. Marion Barry got caught. Greatest mayor in D.C. history. But he got caught with some hookers in the hotel and they were smoking crack. So what happened was he had to resign. You see what I'm saying? And no one liked what happened to Marion Barry. No one likes a rat. And no one likes people getting set up. You see what I'm saying? And the same with Vince, like, no one likes people breaking a- agreement. You see what I'm saying? Whether it's directly or indirectly, talking about your friend was so scared. Why she, she was so scared, why did she take the money? She took the money not because she was scared. She didn't have her work again. But she fucked the money up. You see what I'm saying? So you're breaking the end. That's why NDAs don't mean shit. The thing about the NDA is you can't talk about nothing that goes on in your workplace. But let's get back to Marion Barry. He had to step down. Soon as he was able to run for mayor again, he in a landslide because they knew Marion Barry got railroaded. He got set up. No one likes people getting set up. And the humans are at this election. You see what I'm saying? So let's get how the Donald Trump situation Related to this Vince McMahon situation. So Donald Trump did the interview before he had any political aspirations. He did an interview with E. So people knew Donald Trump was a playboy, he was a billionaire, he was, you know, taking pictures with rappers. Ray Quan was saying, Guess who's the black Trump? You know what I'm saying? Mac Miller even made a song called I'm On Some Donald Trump Shit before he got elected. So he had an interview when he was like, You know, when you do interviews, they cut stuff out that they can't put on TV. So the interview aired on E a long time ago, but this footage—it was footage cut out with Donald Trump. was like, yeah, you just have to grab him by the pussy or something like, look at their pussy, and they and then they—you know what I'm saying? Something that shouldn't have been on the air, but it resurfaced during his election against Hillary Clinton. And this probably people probably would have thought that would have hurt Trump, but it actually helped them because Trump is a human. We all say things that our mom is not being proud when you kicking it with the boys. You see what I'm saying? Females do it, too. You're kicking it with the girls. You might say something nasty about a guy. You see that? that you wouldn't say on air. So Trump ended up beating Hillary Clinton because people felt like, why is this coming up now a few days before Election Day? This shouldn't have been out there. This wasn't on the interview when it aired on e- Entertainment Weekly. So people felt that Trump was being railroaded. And a lot of people, when Bill Cosby got locked up, they was like Bill Cosby. This is bullshit. He shouldn't be locked up. A lot of people said Bill Cosby was a monster, but they didn't know Bill Cosby paid for his actions. You know what I mean? He paid out his pockets. Society gave him a choice that you can pay millions or you can pay in jail. He they gave him that choice. So he took the payment. Vince McMahon. They said, OK, we can put this out there. Where you can, you know, pay this hush money for these women to be quiet. And, you know what I'm saying? Or you can go through a scandal through court with a sexual harassment case and you can fight it in court. Vince decided to pay the hush money. And this had to be probably over 20 to 30 years ago. I know Vince ain't fucking nobody on, fucking anyone on his wife at 75. So this is people that's trying to bring it up, trying to get some money for Vince. So Vince just... When he was on SmackDown on Friday, everybody thought he was going to say some shit like, I oh, apologize for my actions. No, he's like WWE now, today, and forever, whatever the saying goes. And I know Vince did wrong, but no one likes getting set up, and no one likes being, you know, played, and no one likes anyone going back on a deal. You, you see what I'm saying? So us as people can't, like, We got to know the story before we tear anybody down. Most people are making jokes about the bench shit. But about the Cosby, Trump, and Marion Barry shit, it's like when people found out the logistics and everything that happened, they said, this is bullshit. Even the judge said Bill Cosby shouldn't have been in jail because it was several years ago. You can't make people pay for their sins twice or three times. You pay for your sins once if you don't do it again. Do you know what I mean? You don't pay for it again. And I feel like Vince, who's ever involved in this queue, if it, this, this is a queue to try to get a um, Vince McMahon out of here, and it's initiated by Stephanie McMahon and Triple H, and he finds out when, when Vince is on his deathbed, he's going to put in his reel, that he don't want Triple H or Stephanie near the company. And everybody that kisses his ass, like Bruce Prichard, Freebird, Michael Hayes, and John Laranitis. They're going to be the ones that's running the company when Vince's dies. If that's the case. You see what I'm saying? Because I feel like he shouldn't have to step down over a Wall Street Journal report or a New York Times report. He paid hush money. How old was he when he had sex with these women, when he cheated with his wife? How old was he? Was he 45? Was he 50? He's 75 now. So obviously he'd been paid for his sins. So I just felt like Vince had the right to go back in the locker room and say, fuck them." You see what I'm saying? Billionaires get sued all the time over the pettiest shit. So, I mean, hopefully Vince McMahon can shake back. WWE is not going to match the in-ring wrestling of Ring of Honor, AEW, and New Japan. They're just not going to do that. Because creative has more to do with what happens in WWE than the actual wrestlers. As AEW, the wrestlers get a lot more input on what they can do in the ring. And Tony is young like the fans that like the new style, strong style wrestling. Vince wants to entertain people and sell advertising hours. So, um, advertising hours to get advertising dollars. So, we might have a lot of five-minute, six-minute matches. As AEW, you can have a 15, 20-minute match that fans would love. It's just two different stories, two different, um, suggestions. But, I'm not a hater. A lot of these fuckboys in the wrestling community is fuckboys. Like, they automatically want to hate WWE no matter if it's good Or bad. Like, I bury the WWE when it's bad, but I am like AEW better. And that's why I like Hill Levante, because he knows WWE is shit. But he come out and say, WWE, he like WWE better than AEW. AEW got better wrestlers. AEW got better matches. I like WWE better anyway, and I'm going to say it, nigga. That's why I like WWE, Hill Levante. He just keep it real. And the WWE is fun right now. You see what I'm saying? And the last time it was fun, it was when Ronda Rousey came and Brock Lesnar was going. um, Had a feud with, you know, Roman Reigns again. The women's uh, division was stacked with Ronda. Alexa Bliss wasn't the fiend girl no more. Well, she wasn't the fiend girl at that time. You also had uh, Carmella improving, Sasha Banks, Naomi. You had a stacked women's division. And they was all putting up great matches. And the WWE is fun. Now it's starting to get funner again. Like like I said, the WWE is fun now. And I don't think it's a coincidence. I think it's because when he brought Ronda Rousey back. Becky Lynch back. And brought Lesnar back. It became fun again. Because, you know, Roman was just running through people. Running through mid-carders. And then the women's division was like coming up but without becky it needed a little umph. it needed that shit talk like it didn't have the catty attitude it had before that made the women division the greatest thing moving in wwe but becky talked so much shit, and she talked shit well she even got ronda mad at one point and ronda did a shoot on you and said the only reason i won't kill you with my bare hands is because i don't want to that's how good becky was. Top shit. She can work herself into a shoot. (laughs) So I was mad when she beat Bianca Belair in 27 seconds. Can't lie, though. It sucked the life out of the crowd. But now we got Austin Theory. We got a potential Roman Rock thing going on. We got Cody Rhodes in the WWE. We got uh, the WWE is fun again. I must admit, like, SmackDown was fun. Was it better than Dynamite? No, but it was fun. And that's all we ask. Don't bore us to death and not wanting us to come watch your shows. But I feel like no matter how bad the show is, the crowd's going to come out. Because, like I said, in COVID, you couldn't go nowhere. So I think attendance is going to be great everywhere. But we're losing to Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan has to face her again. Then we got this last man standing match against Roman versus Brock. The same shit over and over again. Apple, WWE, and Jordan selling you the same shit over again. But I'm going to tell you the business acronym to that. He says, Well, we seen Brock and Roman at WrestleMania in Dallas. Well, did they see Brock and Roman live in Boston? No. Did they see Brock and Roman live in New York? No. Did they see Brock and Roman live in Nashville, Tennessee? No. We're just selling the same matches but put different stipulations in it. You see what I'm saying? So you get the same wrestlers over and over again. Now, if you're watching it on Peacock and watch your pay-per-views, at home you might be sick of those same matches, but having Brock and Roman come to that city, people are still going to go. Like, if SummerSlam was in Baltimore and New York, I would go just because it's close. But I'm not flying out to Nashville for that bullshit. I'm sorry. I've seen it too many times. I might watch it on Peacock, um... If I'm bored, but it's no coincidence that you know when Brock Lesnar, Becky Lynch, and Ronda Rousey come back, the WWE gets fun again. And I guess um, I think WWE is showing their cards too. Uh, that th- their card, their hand too 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 early. With Austin Theory talking shit about. Brock Lesnar or agitate in Roman Reigns, whatever he's doing, clearly he's gonna have a role in that SummerSlam match and gonna cost Roman or Brock the SummerSlam match. I think he's gonna cost Brock. See, I've been watching wrestling for too long, and I think they're showing their hand too early. And I think a lot of you fans, probably you smarts or smart fans, know that what's gonna happen at SummerSlam already. A lot of people think Drew McIntyre is beating Roman. Clash at the castle. I don't think that that happens either. I think the plan is to have Roman either Cody Rhodes beat Roman at Mania or Roman to beat Cody Rhodes and then Austin cash in and lose to Roman and then Roman leave for a while to do movies. And therefore we got the phrase wreck him and leave. That's what I think is going to happen. Either those two scenarios, I don't see him losing at SummerSlam. I don't see him losing that Clash at the So Rowan's going to be the top guy. You know. For a while. And like I said, the Street Profits going against the Usos. A little referee controversy. We got rumors that Montez Ford will be doing the Shawn Michaels thing to his partner Dawkins and be leaving him the reach solo stardom. I don't know. But I will admit that the WWE is fun. Again, it might not be the technical wrestling that we like and the blood and guts that we like and the strong style that we like but it's fun you don't gotta be on your phone the whole two hours on smackdown you can actually watch smackdown now the Dior's and it caused a lot of controversy. Well, really not controversy. It caused a lot of hate. And it rubbed fans the wrong way. Not only was there heels, but they just shitted on their fans that boo them. Because the Young Bucks for years have been selling $25 t-shirts that people can afford. You know what I mean? $30 snapbacks. And all of a sudden, they wearing Dior Jordans where 99.9% of their fans can't afford Dior Jordans. So that even took the hate up to a notch. That's how you become a heel. And a lot of people says no one wants to be a face anymore. I think people want to be faces, but being hills is just too much fun. Just ask Sammy Garver. You see what I'm saying? He's having fun as hell being a heel. Because when you're a heel, you're saying you can't fuck with me. That's the reason you want me. You hate me because you ain't me. That's the ultimate product of a face turning hell because you just liked me the other other month ago or the other day. Now you don't. But let's talk about sneakers, cause I always wear sneakers. Like the young bucks always wear sneakers after I wear them on Instagram. Some of it is a coincidence, but I don't think some of it is. I think sometimes they be walking sneakers to pay homage. You know what I'm saying? Cause you know I always put them over. Like so I wore the Travis Scott Air Jordan ones at the Cubs game before I think All Out two years ago, or was it last year? No, it was two years ago. Or did I go to the Cubs? I don't know. It might have been last year too. Last year, yo, it was last All Out. Yes, because he had the, the he had the uh, Travis Scott fragments with the. Spikes on them, but I won first at the Cubs game like a day or two before. But now Matt would have probably had them already, so I'm not gonna. I'm not that was a coincidence. But over boys 99, I think it was, or 98, I wore the Galaxy phone posits. And I tagged the Young Bucks in my story. I tag a lot of wrestlers, like, you know, to let them know that the Overboys is up. And they had the Galaxy phone posits. At double or nothing, they had on phone posits. And no one checks for phone posits anymore. So I feel like that's not a coincidence. I think it's an old and paying homage to their boy. Antonio from the Overboys the most dangerous podcast in wrestling and I got to get them on the show. Now, I think it was Overboys 100. I had the Supreme Jordan Fives, the Camel Ones on. And next thing you know, Nick had them on an episode of Dynamite. Mind you, no one was checking for the Supreme Camel Fives. No one was checking for them. No one's been checking for phone posits. In five years, and after I wear them on the Overboys, the Young Bucks wear the phone posits at double or nothing in the wrestling match. I wear the Supreme Fives on Overboys 100, I think. And the camouflage ones, Nick them on Dynamite. No one was checking for the Supreme Fives ever since, what, 2016, 17? So I feel like that's not a coincidence. So... Shout out to the Young Bucks for, you know, getting some sneaker tips from your boy. Because I've been the Sneakerhead since 2010, and I've been wearing Heat since 2010. The Yeezy 2s came out in 2013. The Galaxies came out in like 2013-15, I think. And I think they were wearing sneakerheads back then, or was buying Heat like that back then. They got their money up now, so they can get whatever they want. But shout out to the Young Bucks, because I think, you know, them Supreme... Camo Fives was hard, so I got him. Nick seen me with him on, so he went and got him. And I was, I, I love when the Young Bucks was on here because CM Punk was on there first, and they was like, well, they couldn't afford the Young Bucks. And the Young Bucks are here, and you know Nick can't stop himself from smiling. He's happy. That's when you know you made it. Like, I would be happy as hell, and I couldn't be, I couldn't stop smiling either if I was on Complex. And they was covering me. And Nick, he he got over like a fat, rat. Like Nick brought his shoes. I think he brought like he spent 10,000, but he brought Matt spent 10,000. He brought Nick some chunky dunkies. So shout out to that brotherly love and shout out to the young bucks for, you know, paying homage. Let's see if Nick comes out with the bait. Iverson's it's not a lot of these left. He might not be able to get them in his sides. So he's don't pay a hefty fee for these they don't got him in his size unless he buy a used one. I don't think the young bucks are buying used shoes. Let's see if he has these. One of them have these trainers. One of the one of them have these off white Air Force One mids. Imagine a young buck super kicking somebody with these. You're not gonna call it a coincidence that they wear on Dynamite. They probably already got these in their collection. The Concept Air Max. Let's see if they come out with these. Shout out to the Young Bucks, but, you know, it ain't a coincidence. Pay homage. Then I gotta be the best of all. That just cut and ride. I'm the best. Whether you like it or not, you're looking at woo, the greatest, greatest, the best looking man, the best dressed man. you like it or not, you're looking at, woo, the greatest, the greatest, the best looking man, the best dressed man, long limousine, jet airplanes, custom made clothes, and any woman in the world I want, just like that. You know what, let's face it, if you're not carrying the big gold, you're second best no matter what you tell yourself. So gear up, ladies and gentlemen. Get used to it, who you're looking at, the man. The, the, The almighty, the legend, the legendary.